Hello and welcome to the Lou Review. This is Rosa and I'm here with Greg and Laura and they own the Harbor and Hops restaurant in Jeffersonville, Indiana. They welcomed us um, as part of the group, the Louisville Girls Pint Out, the other night. And we found out that not only do they have all the beers you could ever dream of, but they also have fantastic food. So um, I was very excited to get the opportunity to get to know these people better because they do good work. So, um, Greg, would you like to tell us about Harbor and Hops and what makes it special and unique? Yeah, so I, I think, you know, we, we were able to kind of deliver on the vision we had for our business. You know, we wanted to be that, that really good go-to, let's call it neighborhood pub. Um, it was going to be family-friendly, it was going to be pet-friendly, uh, it was going to hit the sweet spot on terms of budgets. And, uh, you know, the things that were going to make us unique was just everything was going to be from scratch. Mm -hmm. uh, that's why we're all fresh proteins and produce. Uh, we produce everything in-house, all our own sauces, all our own mm -hmm. dressings. We hand patty all of our little burgers. <laughs> and wanted to be, you know, that uh, that restaurant that everybody was always very comfortable in. We, we think of ourselves very much as, as a neighborhood place. Mm -hmm. uh, we get just as many families in there as we get guys on game night. Um, we're situated there in a, what is really an up-and-coming area of the county thanks to the new East End Bridge and the mm -hmm. River Ridge Projects. So uh, we're very welcoming to the strangers that are in our community and the folks that are transient business people that are staying in the hotels. It's just a real easy place to come in and out of and feel right at home mm -hmm. almost from your first visit in there. And I must say, you have a nice parking lot. We have a nice parking lot. We do. I go to a lot of restaurants, and I try to take note of where it's easy to park, because then you can bring a party of people then you who can, can all park people. there. That's right. Mm -hmm. And so do you get your, um, since you were saying everything's like made from scratch, do you get that from local sources? We do. We do. We work with about three big vendors uh, locally. And, uh, you know, all, all, of, all foods, you know, produce, protein, all that stuff, those are all commodities. Mm -hmm. And certain vendors, uh, you know, they strike a little bit better deal on the chicken than the other one did on the fish than, than the other one did on the beef. Mm -hmm. um, so, you know, you're, you have to pay very closely to those markets and those trends. Mm -hmm. And uh, we have to try to stay ahead of that with our schedules and our specials, mm -hmm. uh, you know, to make sure that we're able to offer the you know, the best value products that we can. Yeah, and speaking of specials, we were there for a half-price pint night, which is every Monday, right? Yeah, half-price flight night, every Monday night. That's oh, our yeah. that's our really, our largest <laughs> You're like, not per pint, Rosa. <laughs> oh, I would take a gallon of that strawberry <laughs> smoochie. What was it? Smoochie? Yeah, the imprint passion fruit smoochie. There was some strawberry in there, tell me. Yeah. That. Oh, it was there very was pink. Something of everything guys. in there. It was, it was so good. It's pretty and fantastic. I was, I was sad that I got a, one of those half price flights because I was like, I could have just committed to this one. So that's what I'm doing next time. <laughs> just right. get a picture of that. But it's such a great way to be adventuresome. Mm -hmm. It is. Because we come there and we look at this big long list and we're like, where do we even start? And it's like, you don't want to buy a big class of something if you're not even going to like it. Right. So I do appreciate that it's a flight of six and they're very much, I mean, all our options were delicious. So, so we'll help you curate those options. You know, uh, from the outset, uh, you know, we decided that, you know, we're a, we're a group of aficionados. We're not beer snobs. And to some, <laughs> to some folks, that sounds like semantics, but it doesn't to us. 
uh, we, we encourage exploration. We're a great place to come if you're just getting started in the business. Nobody's going to laugh you out of the building because you ordered the wrong beer, mm-hmm. you know, any of that kind of nonsense. If so, I would be out on my face because <laughs> so, <laughs> I don't know you about know, it. We're just a firm believer and drink what you like, and, mm-hmm. and we're a great place just to try on new things. The, you know, the fun thing about what we do is people come in there with a favorite in mind. And, you know, we know enough about the beer. I'm a Cicerone, and there's other Cicerones in the buildings as well. Is that like a sommelier for wine? It is. But it is. Cicerone is to Cicerone beer what beer? sommelier is to wine. And there's okay. a course of study that goes with that and some certification and some testing and some tasting. So what's always fun is to uh, <laughs> help people get into something they wouldn't even thought of. Beer's funny that way. It's a little bit like a color wheel. You know, you have these coordinating colors, the one on either side, which are an easy sell. Uh, it's the contrasting one all the way across there that usually throws people off and you can turn somebody on to something new like that and they're like never in a million years would i've tried that you know (laughs) so that's so that that's fun you know they come in there with a favorite in mind and then when we get done with them they have a brand new favorite didn't you have like what was it you had something that was blonde a blonde stout or something Mm -hmm. and a white vanilla stout oh yeah that was surprising Yeah. yeah yeah so um how did you guys get into starting this restaurant? You know, it was a combination of several years. It's it's nothing we kind of jumped into. A lot of it had to do with me winding down my full-time career some and looking to transition into a little bit, a lifestyle that had me at home a little bit more. What were you doing? Uh, I am a U.S. Merchant Marine by training. I am a commercial. It sounds like a mercenary. <laughs> what do you do exactly? I, uh, I'm a commercial ship pilot and river pilot by training of the last 35 years or so and have worked all over the country and all over the world. Wow. And so for our family, that's the lifestyle they've always known. So it's not unusual to us yeah. that, you know, dad disappears for a while and comes home for a while. Yeah. Um, so, but, but you don't just drive like those river barges of sand and gravel and such. No, I, I grew up all, seeing those. Some, but... Yeah, I do all sorts of stuff. Uh, these days, I'm the master on the steamer American Queen. That's the world's largest inland steamboat. So, nice. Yeah. You were telling me how you take your girls out there. They've been And out they there think everybody's dad drives river boats. Yeah, and... so when they were real young and we'd stop, come through Louisville, we'd have them over and they'd get to bring their girlfriends on for like ice cream socials and stuff like that. <laughs> that is so like enchanting. Mm-hmm. to have as your kids birthday parties or whatever yeah it's so cute yeah so we were we were kind of winding that down uh that business was project based I, I had gone from the passenger vessel side of the business back into commercial towing mm. and the tank barge side of the business and that project was kind of winding up and so we were looking to do something a little closer to home for the last couple of years that the girls were in high school knowing that they were going away to college and we had just dabbled in owning a business. Laura has that sense of drive, that entrepreneurial spirit as mm-hmm. well, like me. And we looked at all different kinds of things mm-hmm. and um, kind of kept coming back to the food service side of things. Some of it was uh, geography. You know, we, we lived out in that end of the county and there wasn't any fast casual type restaurants out there. Um, so, you know, the running joke was, you know, what 40 minute drive would you like to make tonight, you know, to go to dinner? Um, so there was that nobody was servicing that market. So we began looking at different options in that, uh, my older brother 
is a uh, professional chef by training. He's a graduate oh. of the Culinary Institute of America and has been running hotels and restaurants for the last 40 years. That's, really? That's his chosen calling. He's worked all over the country and all over the world himself. And yeah. uh, so we had this great resource at home. Mm -hmm. So he helped us take, you know, a restaurant idea and refine it and refine it some more. Wow into the restaurant markets that were the most populated in the United States over the mm -hmm. menus that were the most purchased and, and how mm -hmm. to take, oh you know, those gosh. kind of menus and, you know, and, and he'll tell you, you know, the great food's about great ingredients mm -hmm. and that you can take, you know, kind of that middle of the road, highly consumed food, make some ingredient changes, make some things fresh instead of frozen, mm -hmm. and, and, and turn them into something really special. Yeah. Yeah. I felt like it was special, but I'm not sure if it's because I drank that schmoogey so fast. <laughs> so, Laura, what's your role in all of this? So, um, I'm kind of um, a little bit of a bookkeeper. I do the, okay. the payroll and kind of some oversight of the hiring. Probably the thing that I focus on... Um, it now is I really keep an idea, um, keep a watch over, I guess I should say, of the food quality and the service quality because mm. um, those are the two things that you can differentiate yourself from any other place. Mm -hmm. So um, you'll find me there um, in the evenings, um, maybe working the expo mm -hmm. or just kind of touching tables or you'll see me watching, you know, what our servers are doing and overhearing and coaching and those kind of things. So I'm all things service and quality. Wow. Mm -hmm. So does that tie into your day job? Probably because mm -hmm. I'm an HR manager. So some of those things like <laughs> uh, overlap. There. Yeah, some of that is kind of natural instinct. Mm -hmm. um, so, and so you're the HR manager for your own business. That's too. exactly that's exactly right. So mm -hmm. I keep strong tabs on that. And um, Greg um, spends a lot of time just on the business side of things. Um, to, was it today or yesterday? He was over there improving some and working on some AV things for our TV. So he's oh. all things like IT, and of course we call him the beer guru because mm -hmm. he's all things beer. So you didn't go get that certification together? I did not. Really? Um, yeah, that, okay. yeah. He's he, I, he is, he's the beer guru. So, okay. and it's fun um, nights that he's in town and, and we'll go over. Um, I enjoy really watching him touch tables and mm -hmm. say, hey, what are you drinking tonight? Well, let me get you a sample of something you might, I just want you to try. So yeah. I, I enjoy that. And a lot of people do. Um, mm -hmm. He's kind of known over there and uh, it's fun to um, watch him, you know, turn people on to new uh, tastes and things like that. So mm -hmm. I'm all things quality and and service, Craig's um, all things beer and um, business operations, and then of course mm -hmm. Mike um, has is all things food. He's our food ninja. So, and this is our uh, that would be Greg's brother, your my brother. brother okay, I couldn't remember whose yeah. brother he was, but yeah. I guess it runs so together after a while. Right? He's uh, he's improved a lot of our dishes over the years. Just with it's like you said, with simple things. 
Like our our beer batter, the beer battered fish mm-hmm. is Guinness. I mean, and mm-hmm. Guinness and nothing else. It's a true Irish stout batter, and mm-hmm. you know things that you just wouldn't think about. You know, just mm-hmm. but making sure that that quality is there with the the actual ingredients that you can oversee. Yeah, mm-hmm. having his mentorship and wisdom at, mm-hmm. was a huge asset. Like no wonder mm-hmm. it's so. It really was. Yeah, I mean, so so many places could use that. That's yeah. amazing. And, and to have that in your back pocket. Mm-hmm. Um, I was talking to him one night, and I'm like, you know, I just think I'd like to come up with a recipe that's chicken and um, sun-dried tomatoes and goat cheese. And the next thing I know, mm-hmm. I, I didn't necessarily have the chicken, but I had a dip that was sun-dried tomatoes and goat cheese and all that kind of stuff. So, yeah, that's just unique to us. We're very, mm-hmm. very fortunate that the three of us are all good in different areas because yeah. you can't you can't run a business and everybody's trying to step on each other's toes either so that's true mm-hmm. might not need a fourth person or you'd have too many cooks in the kitchen right but, yeah that's true but you got this like well the third wheel was the on. charm on this one mm-hmm. um yeah, well, so yeah. that's good yeah. awesome so between the two of you what do you think um is something you wish you had known before actually opening the doors well, uh, it's going to be a whole lot harder and take a whole lot longer than anybody would ever believe. <laughs> so you hear yeah. you hear people say, yeah. "Ooh, the restaurant industry, that's hard." And they are and to the to the average person that doesn't own a restaurant or hasn't worked in that field, I think people just know that phrase, "Oh, the food food service industry, that's a tough industry." And boy are they right. <laughs> it it is. I think people don't have um don't have I don't know if it's it's not knowledge, but it, they don't I think the average person doesn't realize how you're what you're trying to manage. Um, you know, those service, the the food, the innovation um, all the while by, you know, controlling costs that are skyrocketing with food. I mm-hmm. mean, food costs are just, you know, for, for our business where you're locally owned and operated, um, that's tough. You know, we're not a big chain restaurant that can get a lot of economies of scale. So th- those right. are all, those are tough things. And knowing that going into it is probably something that somebody would want to know to realize that yeah. if we're gonna do this and yeah. be based locally then we're not gonna have yeah. the you, same discount yeah. options however i was talking to a few business owners who were so thankful that their plan was to buy locally because of all the supply chain mm-hmm. issues that we've had yeah. in the last mm-hmm. year or two i can understand that yeah so you know pros and cons it's like you mm-hmm. have something it's expensive but it's there yeah. so i think people um you know, anybody that's starting their own business, restaurant or whatever, the the time commitment was a lot. We lived over there at first, didn't it's, we? It, right. I mean, practically. That had to be hard to maintain your other jobs. Yeah, he yeah, Greg Greg had actually went on a sabbatical for that mm-hmm. point, so he was there. Um, uh, but between the two of us, um, you know, there we 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 lived over there a lot, which mm-hmm. is good and bad, but um, people really you can't underestimate. Um, it's like I, I say all the time, um, you've got to be visible in your business. Yeah. If you're not, you don't know what's going on and you're leaving your, you know, you're leaving something that is your livelihood and, and your savings, your life savings to somebody else. And you can't mm. do that. So you have to be able to be present. Mm. 
So. Yeah, you have to have a, a particular mindset uh, stepping into that. If if you're one that I'll say is is, is prone to panic, mm-hmm. uh, this isn't a safe space for you. <laughs> no, uh, it, you don't it, have one of those signs on the wall. This is a safe place. <laughs> it's, uh, it, it has a lot of just kind of tough soul gut wrenching moments that are like, okay, you know, and we're we're gonna we're gonna be fine and you gotta keep keep the face up. I remember when the first got closed by the pandemic, you know, everybody thoughtfully would say things like, Are you gonna make it? <laughs> and, you know, it, it had never occurred to us because there's there's really not an option. Yeah. You're you like know, that's that that wasn't one on my list of choices. <laughs> you're like we must make it. <laughs> and and I told everybody I said no, I I I plan on prevailing. There you go. And you know, that's one, a good way to say it. The one thing I know about companies having been involved in companies big and small, when things get tough, companies kind of do one of two things. Uh, they they either implode and they blame and shame. You know, it's everybody else's fault. Or or it truly is, the good ones at least, that's a rallying point. You know, everybody everybody strips away a lot of ego and gets their hands on what they can do and just does what they can do. And when you do that enough days in a row, uh, that, that, that storm passes. It does. Yeah. And, you know, it passed for us. That's awesome. I think you, you look to be thriving right now. Some of the girls in our group, like one of them, she said her and her boyfriend go there all the time yeah. together. So they definitely have uh, made it the neighborhood spot you're talking about. Right. So I know that's really happening. So yeah. thank you so much for taking the time to visit with us and introduce to yourselves and share your story. And if you've not been to Harbor and Hops, you got to go. You got to try it out. Maybe on Monday nights for half price flights. <laughs> there you go. But um, we will see you in the next one. Bye.